Welcome to today's reading of the Daily Devotional 365 Day Bible. I'm Fernando, your host, and I have Anna, our co-host, and we will be in unison reading the Word of God. May the love of the Father come forward in Jesus' name. In our reading and the voice and the Holy Spirit, may God bless you and prosper you for listening to us and make a difference in your life. We bless you in the name of the Lord. The blessings of the Lord be upon your head. May he bless you in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Today's reading starts off in 1 Kings chapter 3 to 434. Solomon loved the Lord and followed all the decrees of his father, David, except that Solomon too offered sacrifice and burnt incense at the local places of worship. The most important of these places of worship was at Gibeon's, so the king went there and sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings. That night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and God said, What do you want? <laughs> and asked, And I will give it to you. What do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. Solomon replied, you showed faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued your faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Now, O Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father David, but I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom, so God replied, because you have asked me for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies. I will give you what you ask for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has ever or ever will have. And I will also give you what you didn't ask for, riches and fame. No other king in the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon woke up and realized it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, where he sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. Then he invited all his officials to a great banquet. Sometime later, two prostitutes came to the king to have an argument settled. Please, my lord, one of them began. This woman I live in the same house with, I gave birth to a baby while she was with me in the house. Three days later, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There were only two of us in the house. But her baby died during the night when she rolled over on it. Then she got up in the night and took my son from beside me while I was asleep. She laid her dead child in my arms and took mine to sleep beside her. And in the morning when I tried to nurse my son, he was dead. But when I looked more closely in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't my son at all. 
Then the other woman interrupted. It certainly was your son, and the living child is mine. No, the first woman said, the living child is mine, and the dead one is yours. And so they argued back and forth before the king. Then the king said, let's get the facts straight. Both of you claim the living child is yours, and each says that the dead one belongs to the other. All right, bring me a sword. So a sword was brought to the king. Then he said, cut the living child in two and give half to one woman and half to the other. Then the woman, who was the real mother of the living child and who loved him very much, cried out, Oh no, no, my lord, give her the child, please do not kill him. But the other woman said, All right, he will be neither yours nor mine. Divide him between us. Then the king said, Do not kill the child, but give him to the woman who wants him to live, for she is his mother. <clears throat> when all of Israel heard the king's decision, the people were in awe of the king, for they saw the wisdom God had given him for rendering justice. Chapter 4 <clears throat> King Solomon now ruled over all of Israel, and these were his high officials. Asiriah, son of Sadak, was the priest. Elihoreb and Ahiyah, the sons of Shisha, Shisha were court secretaries. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was the royal historian. Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, was commander of the army. Sadak and Abiathar were priests. Asariah, son of Nathan, was in charge of the district governors. Sabud, son of Nathan, a priest, was a trusted advisor to the king. Ahishar was manager of the palace property. Adoniram, son of Abda, was in charge of the labor force. Solomon also had 12 district governors who were all over Israel. They were responsible for providing food for the king's household. <clears throat> Each of them arranged provisions for one month of the year. These are the names of the 12 governors. Ben-Hur in the hill country of Ephraim. Ben-Dekir in Makas, Shalabim, Bet-Meshesh, and Elian, Bet-Hanan. Ben-Hesed in Arubah, including Soko and all the land of Heper. Ben Abinadab in all of the Neptor door. He was married to Taphat, one of Solomon's daughters. Bana, son of Ahilud in Tanakh, and Megiblo of all Bethshan near Seratan, below Jezreel, and all the territory from Bethshan to Abimehu and over to Jokmium. Ben Gerber in Ramah Gilead included the towns of Jair, named for Jair in the tribes of Manasseh, in Gilead in the Arab Gob region of Bashan, including 60 large fortified towns with bronze bars on their gates. Ahinadab, son of Edo in Mahanaim, Ahimamas in Naphtali, he was married to Basemeth, another of Solomon's daughters. Baina, son of Hushai, in Asher, and in Alad. Jehoshaphat, son of Peruah, in Ishakar. Shimi, son of Elah, in Benjamin. And Gerber, son of Uri, in the land of Gilead, including the territories of King Sihon of Amorites and King Og of Bashan. 
There were also one governor over the land of Judah. The people of Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand of the seashore. They were very contented with plain to eat and drink. Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms from the Euphrates River in the north to the land of the Philistines and the border of Egypt in the south. The conquered people of these lands sent tribute money to Solomon and continued to serve him throughout his lifetime. The daily food requirements for Solomon's palace was 150 bushels of choice flour and 300 bushels of meal, and also 10 oxen from the fattening pens, 10 pasture-fed cattle, 100 sheep or goats, as well as deer, gazelle, roe deer, and choice poultry. Solomon's dominion extended over all the kingdoms west of the Euphrates River from Tipsah to Gaza, and there was peace in all his borders. During the lifetime of Solomon and all of Judah and Israel lived in peace and safety, and from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south, each family had its own home and garden. Solomon had 4,000 stalls of his chariot horses, and he had 12,000 horses. The district governor faithfully provided food for the king Solomon and his court. Each made sure nothing was lacking during the month assigned to him. They also brought the necessary barley and straw for the royal horses in the stables. God gave Solomon very great wisdom and understanding and knowledge a vast, as vast as the sands of the seashore. In fact, his wisdom exceeded that of the wise men of the east and the wise men of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone else, including Ethan, the Esrahite, and the sons of Mahal, Heman, Kalkol, and Darda. His fame spread through all of the surrounding nations. He composed some 3,000 proverbs and wrote 1,005 songs. He could speak with authority about all kinds of plants from the great cedar of Lebanon to the tiny hyssop that grows from cracks in a wall. He could also speak about animals, birds, small creatures, and fish. And kings from every nation sent their ambassadors to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. Whew. Almost like in likeness of God, huh? of Adam, the same spirit of Adam. He knew what he named them. In, the, uh, in today's study, suggestions for study says, When given a chance to have anything in the world, Solomon asked for wisdom and understanding heart in order to lead well and to make it right decisions. Wisdom is both the ability to discern what is best and the strength of character to act upon what knowledge. Again, wisdom is both the ability to discern what is best and the strength of character to carry out upon that knowledge. Solomon asked for wisdom, not wealth, but God gave him riches and long life as well. Well, God does not promise riches to those who follow him. He gives us what we need if we put his kingdom of interest and his principles first. Setting your sights on riches will only leave you dissatisfied. Okay. You know, uh, Fernando, my... I really wanted to talk about uh, the switch over and talk real quickly about the spirit of suicide, you know, um, as I was reading this, the Lord mentioned it to me that uh, it must be uh, 
there's a little trick about suicide. If suicide persists in your mind, if the thoughts, you wake up with the thoughts, you go to sleep with the thoughts, you keep carrying the thoughts, I'd like to ask you to start talking to your suicide thoughts. Say, good morning, suicide thoughts. Or say, yes, I agree with you. I do want to kill myself, but not today. Oh, no, not today. Say, say this to the suicide. As humorous as this may sound, off, off the grid, grid. <laughs> say, I thank you for reminding me to thank the Lord for you. You just reminded me to thank and praise God. Amen. <laughs> Agree with the adversary, which is trying to tell you to kill yourself. Say thank you to the thought and start talking to the thought. And it will diminish because we are world overcomers because we're born of God. Use it. Use that negative thought to put a positive spin on it by reminding you to start thanking and praising God for the very thought. Do not resist it with your own efforts, but let God come in and, and hit it out into the ocean for you. I thank you, God, for that thought. Just start talking to God and praising Him and and see how that works. That's all I got. What do you got? Oh, wow. Um, I, I love how, you know, Solomon wants to do the right thing. And like most of us, we all want to do the right thing. But it takes God's wisdom to guide us into the right thing. Not our own wisdom. Not man's wisdom. Not the degree you got at Yale wisdom. This is wisdom from heaven that can be supplied to you for every problem on this earth. And um, that's that's what stands out most about what he asked for. Um, an understanding heart to, to rule over and lead the people. And it's like, wow, God, this is, this is not hard. I mean, it's not hard, but I guess what I want to say is God doesn't make it hard for us to to be successful on the earth. He says, ask me in the book of James for wisdom and I shall supply it to you liberally without reproach. Don't be afraid to approach the throne of God to get the wisdom you need and the discernment. I think that's more important to have those, um, those gifts to be able to have the wisdom in order to guide people even. You know, not, not just for your life, but to help others and encourage others to seek wisdom of God. So I think God was quite pleased with that. And um, he said, just because you wanted that wisdom, you're going to get this, this, and this. So the first thing that came to me, and then you read this little reading, is, is Matthew 6, 6.33, right? It says, first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. So, um, you know, that's where we got to go first. We got to go to the kingdom of heaven. And we ask God to supply us with the wisdom for the day, even if it's a daily thing you're asking Him for. You know, we got to keep asking Him for wisdom for problems and situations, for family members, how to minister to somebody, and so forth. Um, That's really a really good. What you got? Yeah. Uh, you, you just brought to my attention a very good point. Now. We, we agree that we will look for Jesus as we read this, to uh, not to keep you here too long. And uh, when Anna was talking, I, re I was reminded about that scripture. I think it's in Colossians or Galatians where it says that Jesus Christ is my wisdom. Oh, yes, yes. G 
Jesus, I, I am the rest. I am the righteousness of God in yes. Christ Jesus. Yes. I am. The, he is my wisdom. He is my sanctification, and He's my redemptive Savior. And we have to claim those things. Uh, the Jesus noted Solomon's great wisdom in Matthew 12:42. He reminded his hearers that someone even greater than Solomon was among them. Jesus yes, is yes. the true wisdom of God in whom one can find ultimate wisdom. You know, we and we don't access, I don't access that utility more often is called upon Jesus. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, 24, Colossians 2, 7, a life of wisdom is centered in Christ and in Scripture. Yes, yes. So, Jesus is our wisdom, yes. our sanctification, yes. our righteousness, our and our redemption. Yes, amen. amen. That's amen. good. Thank it's Jesus in Corinthians. Christ. Yes, it's in Corinthians, baby. Amen. So, amen. Will you anything else? Uh, no, I think that that's one of the things that um, that's beautiful. That's that, that came, you know, through other than um, just God really blessed Solomon. You know, what, one thing that I want to, he shows his demonstration of leadership of the babies, right? And I, as a child, always remember, we had a Bible, and mom showed us these pictures. He said, see here, this lady, there was two ladies, and they were arguing about the baby. And that's one of the stories that I'll never forget my mom pointing that out. And that, uh, you know, the, the one lady said, hey, let him live. So I'm, I'm like, that's, you know, what a way to, to expose the, the person that wasn't telling the truth. You know, there is a justice system in this in this world. And we gotta call on that too in times of trouble sometimes, whether a legal issue or you know, just somebody took something from you. Um, God's a God of justice and he wants to, to restore all that the enemy's trying to take or has taken. But we gotta we gotta ask God to restore the what the enemy has try to take according to the word but I just want to say like a little testimony we had yesterday was that uh, we, we we put uh, we tried to buy a certificate to go to Sedona we were really excited about it and our friends canceled but um, I called back to try to get my money back because they told me it was under a 30-day guarantee and I got through this lady in Billy who said nope you had to have canceled that within the 14-day period well we didn't have a 14-day period but I was told three times that we would get our money back. So I called up and the lady, she kind of talked me into keeping the certificate online for you know whatever we wanted to use it. But then Fernando says, no, you, you go back and you say, I want my refund. <laughs> so yesterday I made the phone call again and I got this customer service person and he was kind of nice. I told him a little bit about the story, about the, the refund that I was promised. He goes, hold on. So he got me to this, transferred me to this lady and um, she, right away, just she didn't even talk to me about what happened, what was said. She, she got on her computer and started processing that refund for us. And um, it, it was like that, that God fixed this problem for me. Because, you know, I was committed something. They told me they're going to honor this, and they didn't. Amen. You know, so. You know, one of the, the principle here is, re, I'm reminded, is that even if we're the ones who stuck our foot in our mouths 
or, or we're the ones who did the error, or I shouldn't have signed that contract. Right. If we go to the king and yes. tell him, hey, I messed up on this, yes. and that I'm thankful for it, you got the right attitude, he will not only fix it, but reward you for going to him. Can you imagine uh, what, what a deal that is, you know, that we get rewarded as we go to the king and, Father, I messed this one up. Just like King Solomon's prayer, it was very simple, like a child. He says, Father, I need your help. I need wisdom. To... So he operated from love. From the, the, the father put love in him and put mother put love in him. And he operated with vulnerability and, and love and concern for the people. He was just a tender, I don't know, in his teens when he, when he got the throne. Um... So God rewarded him, and to us too, you know, uh, when I see people with with the glory of God, you know, I, get, I credit God. When I see people with, you can just see the glory of God in their mannerism and their words yes. and their things, and right away I say, wow, that person is, uh, God has blessed that person because of their, um, actually it's just really, they're honestly, what did, what did uh, Solomon say? God will bless a person if he's honest and concerned or, you know, he just went on and on talking about how, what a blessing it is to be, uh, to have God as our Father. Amen. So, uh, I hope I didn't belittle. Anyway, let's, let's so move on nice. to the New Testament so we yes. will keep you long. Uh, we're going to be reading Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 15, in conclusion from yesterday's Bible study. We only had like a six-year gap. I think the last time we recorded this was in 2017 or 2018. So the Word of God does not change, and we actually have it somewhere recorded, but we, we haven't been able to bring it up. Okay, Acts chapter 6, verses 1 to 15. And it says, But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their windows or their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called a meeting of the believers. They said, We apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the Word of God. Everyone liked this idea, and they chose the following. Stephan, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Philip, Prochorus Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. But one day, some men from the synagogue of freed slaves, as it was called, started to debate with him. 
juice from Cyrene, Alexandria, Silica, and the province of Asia. None of them could stand against the wisdom and the spirit of which Stephen spoke. So they persuaded some men to lie about Stephen, saying, We heard him blaspheme Moses and even God. This roused the people, the elders, and the teachers of religious law. So they arrested Stephen and brought him before the high council. The lying witnesses said, This man is always speaking against the holy temple and against the law of Moses. We have heard him say that Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs Moses handed down to us. At this point, everyone in the high council stared at Stephen because his face became as bright as an angel's. multiplied in, in this chapter that they speak of but with that come more opinions and more um, you know more thoughts of how things should run and the people tend to get not always in agreement right um, and then they got together and they, they threw out the idea of spending time in the word not running a food program you know the word of God is, is important to teach the people so that they can grow and then the, the word of God can keep multiplying. Um, so anyways, they were they were they used wisdom to to uh, help them through that. Um, the part about Stephen, um, it says here he was a man full of God's grace and power, and he performed amazing miracles and signs. It doesn't just say that once, it reiterates again at 8. So, um, in 5, and it's mentioned again in, in 8. It says, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed with him. Uh, I read that already, I'm sorry. I thought I read it again on the next page. Yeah. Um, it, says, Amen. it says, none of them could stand against the wisdom and spirit which Stephen spoke. And um, it just reiterates that he was a man of grace, God's grace. And but people started to persecute him, lie about him, and spread rumors about him. Okay, uh, you know, thank you for bringing that up. You, you, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jesus came so he could duplicate himself. And do exactly what Stephen was doing. So yeah. all of us are Amen. full of God's grace Amen. Power, yes. and we perform amazing miracles and signs among the people. To have a continuous faith and hope that is out of the ordinary, that is credited to Jesus Christ. To to love the Father, to, to give of our income to worthy causes, that is the Jesus in us that compels us with the love. So we are made in God's image. Through Jesus Christ, we're full of God's grace and power at different degrees, wouldn't you say? We perform amazing miracles and signs among the people to demonstrate that God is in us. Folks, this is the truth. This is why Jesus said, you will do more than Amen. I've been doing. Amen. You know, and accomplish more. Yes. And you will go straight to the Father. You will ask, ask in my name. Amen. And I will do it through you. So right now, I'd like for all of you to place your hand 
on the receiver or the microphone where the voice is coming out. And I, we're going to pray for any any hurts, any hurts of heart, any broken hearts, any headaches, minds, any ailments in your body. And we're going to exercise our authority of right and innocence. Father, we pray, Lord God, in the heavens. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you made everything good, Lord. And you made man in your image. And you said that man and woman are good. They are good. Their their livers are good. Their their lungs are good. Their minds are sensible and good and settled in love. Their hearts are forgiving. Their hearts are good. I, I command their hearts to forgive and to let go of the grievances and the assaults and the wrong done to them. I command those hearts to let go and let let God be and let the water and the springs of water be poured into their hearts and cleansed and laughter may come forth and love and joy and peace. It is, hallelujah, it is your inheritance to be merry heart. Jesus' name, that is your continual feast. I proclaim that on you, and to be healed totally by the blood of Jesus Christ, and Him Himself is healing you right now, and restoring you to full stature and measure, physically, mentally, financially, and socially. In Jesus' name, go out there and be a light unto the nations. In Jesus' name, amen, amen and amen. Uh, I wanted to say real quickly, oh, go ahead. Uh, just just the fact is that I believe that uh, the Bible in, in Proverbs says that uh, haste without wisdom is waste or something in that line. I believe the apostles that were bringing in so much resources, such as money, they, they, they started feeding uh, the widows and so forth. And there was a lot of division on that, you know. Well, so what, hap- <clears throat> what happened is, I think uh, if it was Solomon... Or if it was Moses or even Job, how did they take care of the widows and the orphans? Or even even there's in the Timothy, I believe, where it says, uh, you should uh, be careful with the widows and make sure that they're teaching the younger ladies uh, good moral things. You shouldn't feed the widows that are out there dancing in the nightclubs and then having giving them. Uh, it says something in that nature. Okay. What I'm proposing is, is that uh, a school should have been opened up and how did them take care of themselves, a factory uh, of teaching them the godly principles of the Bible and teaching others and teaching the youngsters through the resources. And, and people have done that through the years. People have gotten the resources and developed schools to, to do that. It's just not to create a welfare, uh, give me, give me, but to utilize faith, wisdom, and skills to better the community. That's what George Miller did. And there was a guy before George Miller that also had constructed those kind of buildings. And that's where George Miller got the idea in the 1800s in London. That's all I got to say about that. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to move on to the Psalm 126, which is actually one of my favorites. I just... Would you please pray the prayer? It says, ask God to do amazing things for you and for others who are hurting alone or far from home. Okay? Yeah, 
Yes, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for the amazing things that you're going to do for, for us, Lord, and for those that are under the sound of our voice, Lord, and for our family members, Lord. We just we just know that you do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or imagine, Lord. Open our our minds, open our hearts, open our eyes to see what the Spirit is saying, and open up the windows of heaven and pour out your blessings over us and the people, God. Show yourself strong. Glorify yourself in every area of our life, Lord. So, wow, Lord, you are the God of amazing. You are the God of awesomeness. You're just a great dad. So we just bless you. We honor you. We're grateful, Lord. We're thankful for where we're at right now, Lord. We're thankful you provided wonderful air to breathe, Lord, and water, clean water, and a home, and just basic necessities that we have, Lord, that you say in your word that you'll always be our provider. So we just thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Beautiful prayer. I agree. And so Psalm 126, 1-6 says, When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter. We sang joy. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed. But, as, but they sing as they return with the harvest. Wow, I just think this is so powerful and I just get touched every time I read that because, you know, haven't we all been to a, been in a place where we're weeping for a breakthrough or we're, you know, we're just calling out to the Lord with all our spirit and our heart and just, it's just, we don't know where to turn and then, and then we break through and the Lord it just brings great joy to our hearts. You're planning the Word of God as you go, you know. You're declaring, prophesying over your problem. And then God just hits it over the park for you. And you come and you have tears, but they're tears of joy. And oof. Amen. You know, uh, thank you, Anna. Uh, when the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem. So that's us, when the Lord brought us out of sin into Jesus Christ, into his kingdom. Amen. We were filled with laughter. It was like a dream. Amen. No more shame, no Amen. more sin, no more feelings of guilt. Our Father's running the boat. We're good to go. Just get on the bus and start singing songs. You ever be on the bus singing songs? We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the, the nation said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. And here we go. Everyone say, restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Okay. Let's, again, let's say, restore, restore our fortunes, fortunes Lord, as streams, streams renew the desert. desert. One more time. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Amen. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. 
They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. So it doesn't matter in what state I am. If I'm hurting and I say these words, I'm planting seeds. Yes, amen. If I'm joyful and I say these words, I'm reaping old amen. seeds. Amen. So it's a constant season of planting and harvesting. Yes. And the word of God works. Um, yes, it's like a trip. Amen. The reason we say restore, because God tells us in the Old Testament, yes. the Lord, excuse me, the Lord announces that, hey, no one's saying restore. Yes. They're not saying what they need. Yeah. He goes, I've given you the word, say restore. Yes, restore. So all through the day, hallelujah, by faith, we say the Lord has restored, past tense, our fortunes. Lord, we have our renewed like the streams in the desert. Amen. Amen. Oh, I love this song. It's just wonderful. Okay, in Proverbs 16, 26, 27, it is good for workers to have an appetite. An empty stomach drives them on. Scoundrels create trouble. Their words are a destructive speak well of people yes. we, we judge our own selves when we speak wrongly yes yes we do you know give them the benefit of the doubt yes. we're not God we're not going to be here that long guys let, let our time here be counted Amen. worthy of God's sacrificial on the cross Amen. we're his kids and doing the deal we are doing the deal may the Lord bless you and keep you and make a face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you Lift up his counts and give you peace. Restore you in all his plans for your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, go forward and be blessed. Amen.